0: So, the Bucks and the Raptors played last night, and I think it's pretty easy to say that, uh, it was, that this will be a pretty interesting series. You know, I had a, I had an episode where I talked about Kyle Lowry and my problems with him. That situation has now reversed. Kyle Lowry. Was the only individual that played last night for the Raptors who showed up in the fourth quarter. He had, okay, so he had 30 points. He was 10 for 15 and shot 7 for 9 from 3 and 3 for 4 from the Stripe. 8 rebounds, 2 assists, 1 steal. Four turnovers. Okay, so the so the turnovers are a little bit high, which I don't like. But everyone else, everyone else on the Raptors went, oh for fifteen. In the fourth quarter, Kawhi Leonard, I want to say, had two points, and that was off of free throws. And Pascal Siakam had one point. And Kyle Lowry, he had 14 in the fourth quarter. Kyle Lowry was the only one playing. And if you saw if you saw the game last night, you would think the, those Milwaukee is hungry. They are extremely, extremely hungry. They want the championship so badly. I mean, if you saw those fans, I mean, they were celebrating, especially outside during the. uh You know, with the TNT crew, you know, you would, you would think that they had just won, you know, the championship. I mean, they, I mean, they were, some of them were hysterical. Those Bucks are hungry. If the Raptors aren't careful, they are going to be, uh, they're going to be beat. So the Bucks do. I'm just, I'll say this about the Bucks: the Bucks have the deepest. They have the most depth, and I think that's what makes them such a threat. Because, you know, I would say to me, to me, I like Kawhi, and I also like Giannis. But when you look at these, when you look at these rosters. Kawhi has to be great. He has to be great. Giannis doesn't necessarily ha- doesn't necessarily have to because he has he has you know a good amount of help, which is how teams work. Because here's because here's the thing: the the leader of the team is supposed to lead is supposed to lead them to victories, but the leader will sometimes have a bad game. So you need your supporting pieces to pick up the slack and be able to do well. So if you look at if you look at these if you look at them, so you have Siakam, Leonard, Gasol, Lari, Green, Powell, Ibaka, and Van Fleet. Those are the eight players that played yesterday. Siakam had forty-two minutes. Kawhi Leonard forty-two minutes. Mark forty minutes. Kyle Lowry forty minutes, Danny Green 35 minutes, Norman Powell 10 minutes, Sergi Ibaka, 17, Fred Van Fleet 13. And the scoring wasn't that great either. So you only had you only had three players in double digits. Siakam, Leonard, and Lowry. Siakam had 15, Kawhi Leonard 31, and Kyle Lowry had 30. So that is 76 points. Out of a hundred, so three players had three co- had seventy five percent of the points. You can't have that in the playoffs because you need you need more support. You just you just you just can't do it. It just it just was not going to work. I mean I'm looking at this. Siakam he won six for twenty. Kawhi Leonard ten for twenty six. And if you watch the game, there were just, there were a lot of costly turnovers. And when you, when you turn the ball over like they were, you're not going to win. Because as a team, they had, they had 12 turnovers, 4 blocks, 9 steals, 17 assists. So they're just, so they also weren't moving the ball. It was, they were, the ball movement was way too slow. 46 rebounds. They shot 35. Per, They shot 36% from three, and they shot 37% from the field. That's just not good enough. They shot 42 threes and only hit 15 of them. You can't have that. You can't have that because, because, as I said, long shots equal long rebounds. And if you aren't getting those rebounds... Those shots are useless. It's just, you know... If anyone... Here's what I think. If anyone is to beat the Warriors... Because I still have the Warriors winning the championship. I just... I know their bench stinks. They have... Like, their bench is... Like, they have nothing on the bench. But they are the champs for a reason. And for me, I can't, I can't go, I can't bet against the champs who are, who are looking to three-peat, so they're, so they're, so they're back-to-back champs, and they will not be facing LeBron. So, I can't, that's why, that's why I can't go against the Warriors. The odds, the odds are kind of stacked against them if the Bucks were to make it, because I, I think the Raptors could still win the series. I do I do think that. Um but if they don't, I don't think the Bucks can beat the Warriors. I know the Bucks have a lot of talent, but it's something about the finals. The finals are completely and totally different. And I also think Kevin Durant will be back. So Giannis, you know he's really long and lean and tall and talented. So it's like, okay, right now you're not really being, you know, matched up uh, from anyone. But you play the Warriors and KD's back. Now you have someone who's looking right in your eye. Looking you right in your eye. And he's a tremendous shooter, tremendous passer, tremendous defender, all of that. So I would look to Giannis and be like, okay, well, what are you going to do? What can you do? I mean, the, the fourth quarter was just so huge. I mean, that's why they lost. Because these quarters were close. So Toronto, they had, they had a nine-point lead in the first quarter. So they had 34, 34 in the first, 25 in the second, 24 in the third, and they fell to 17 in the fourth. That's just not going to get it done. Milwaukee had 23, 28, 25, 32. And I want, to say, I want to say the Bucks had like 18 rebounds. And the Raptors had six in the fourth quarter. You're just, you're just not going to win. So with the Warriors, who played tonight, and I think, I think, they'll, win, I think they'll win that game. I just, I just don't think the Bucks. I just don't think there's any, any of these teams could beat the Warriors. I just don't, cause I don't, I don't see Kevin Durant being out for that long. Um, cause at the most, cause I look at it this way, it's like, okay, so teams play every other day. So the Warriors play today, Saturday, Tuesday so they would be done tuesday if they swept the blazers i don't think that's going to happen i think this could easily go six or seven games so that would be let's see tuesday let's see next tuesday next thursday next saturday next monday so either next saturday or the following Monday. That's a lot of rest. For Kevin for Kevin Durant. To be ready for the finals. And I'm not sure. Well they said they don't know how bad the calf injury is. But I think. He'll be. Relatively okay. So that's. You know that's a long time. And I mean. And I mean. I don't think he's going to travel. If he's not. If he's not going to play. So, I just, I can't bet against the Warriors. They have, they have one of the greatest shooters ever. They have Kevin Durant, who's probably the most unguardable player in the league right now. And that, that's, really about, that's really about it, man. I know they don't have a bench. And the, the, the playoffs are about, I know, I know I'm like contradicting myself, that the playoffs are all about, you know, changes in a chess match, but to me, I just, I just can't bet against the Warriors, because, because they're, they're the back-to-back reigning champs, so they've, they've overcome adversity, and none of the players, because I'm looking at this roster, for the Bucks, you have Miritich, Giannis, Middleton, Lopez, Bledsoe, Ilyasova, Hill, Brogdon, Connaughton, Wilson, Frazier, Shannon Brown, and Tony Snell. Okay. So, Shannon Brown played, he played with the Lakers. So he has finals experience. And George Hill, he has finals experience. But Shannon Brown doesn't play. And George Hill you don't know what you're gonna get from him. People talk about how he's good, but he's very inconsistent. He went 0 for 6. 0 for 6. He had he had he had the same number of points as me yesterday. And I think Just looking at this roster off the top of my head, I think that's it. I don't think anyone else has experience in the finals. So, you know, experience is huge. It's absolutely huge. It's like, what, what, what are they, what are they going to do when when things get tough? Like, who are they going to look to? You need, you need a player that you can look to. Because here's what I've learned. Even if you have a coach that's been in the finals, at the end of the day, the coach is not playing. The coach can prepare you, can tell you what exactly to, you know, what you should do, but you, but it's those five guys that have to cross, you know, past the sideline and actually get onto the hardwood. They're the ones that actually have to play. They're the ones who have to go out and actually execute. So you can have a tremendous coach. You can have a Phil Jackson. You can have a Pat Riley. You can have a Steve Kerr. You can have a you could have a, a Brad Stevens, who in my opinion is going to be a tremendous coach. You can have a Greg Popovich. But at the end of the day, they don't play. They don't. They They, they tell you what you should do, what they think you should do. They tell you how they think you should do it. But then they gotta take a seat or just stand or just stand on the sideline. So the Bucks, they don't they don't have anyone with finals experience. That's that's really going to play. Cause Shannon Brown, he knows what it means to be a winner. He has two rings because he was with he was with the Lakers in oh nine and twenty ten, if I remember correctly. And I believe I do. But that was, you know, that was nearly a decade ago. And you know, finals experience is finals experience. You know, you never you never forget that. But one of them doesn't play, and the other one is very inconsistent. And he also played alongside LeBron. Which is the only reason they even got to the finals. So with these, you know, I just. I'm not I'm not giving up on the Raptors. I'm not saying this series is over. I'm not saying that at all. But if the Bucks go on to beat them, I just, I, I can't bring myself to go against them. I can't bring myself to go against Golden State. And even, okay, let's say the Raptors win. You have Siakam, Leonard, Marcus Kyle Lowry, Danny Green, Norman Powell, Serge Ibaka, Fred Van Fleet, Boucher, Moreland. Mike Miller, Jeremy Lin, Jody Meeks. Okay. So Kawhi Leonard, he's a champion. And he's a Finals MVP. I remember that. I remember that Finals where, you know, he played against LeBron and beat him. And he, you know, he guarded him. So you have, you have Kawhi. Okay. Danny Green, he was also with the Spurs at that time, I believe. So that's two players. So he's a champion. Uh, Serge Ibaka, he's been to the finals. He was what, he went to the finals. Um, what year was that? I can't think, I can't think of what year that was, but he went, he did go to the finals. And, you know, obviously lost with OKC. Mike Miller, he's been, he's been in the finals, but he did, they don't play him. Jody Meeks. Uh I don't think he's I don't think he's been there. Jeremy Lynn, I don't think he's been there. It's just it's just not really a good look. So, you know, you have I don't know. And Milwaukee Milwaukee, you know, those fans were going crazy, but Oracle. Oracle, they you know, there, there are no fans in the NBA like Oracle. Because, see, they don't have a lot of celebrities up there. It's, you know, it's tech. And, you know, you have you have a lot of billionaires and millionaires. But they cheer. I mean, they cheer like they're, you know, regular citizens. They cheer like they're regular fans. Like, money doesn't mean anything when it comes to Warrior Games. Because, every, cause, you know, everyone's cheering. And the, and the roof is about to come off. So, but also, also I will say this. The Bucks have, they have home court advantage if they do make the finals. So, you know, it's, it's pretty tough, man. It's, I think, I'll say this. Whoever, whoever does go to the finals. I think it'll, I think it'll be interesting, and I know I have I know I haven't talked about the Blazers, but the Blazers, the Blazers I I like them, but I, I like them in the regular season. I just don't think Damian Lillard and CJ McCollum can rise to the occasion. I just don't think they, I just don't think they can do it. Because I mean, he went. What was it? Three for seventeen? Or some or some he like he didn't do anything, Damian Lillard in the last game. So I mean I'm gonna see I'm gonna see what he does tonight, but I still have the Warriors taking the series in six games. So the Bucks last night they had thirteen. Mirtish had thirteen, Giannis twenty four, Chris Middleton eleven, Brooke Lopez twenty nine. Brooke Lopez was out of his mind last night. He he was he was locked in. I mean he was he was into the game, he was loving it, he was playing hard. That that's what the playoffs are all about. It's about that intensity, it's about rising to the occasion, it's about coming up and doing what needs to be done. Taking care of business. Eric Bledsoe had nine. Eric Bledsoe You know, he he's just I don't get it. I don't, know, I don't know what people like about him he's you know he's he's inconsistent I mean I know I know I said I know I said I like him but I like I like him to a point where where I'm where I'm a fan of him in the regular season postseason he's not doing it because he, he played 30 minutes he went three for 12. Was zero for six, and he went three for three for free throws. Five rebounds, two assists, one steal. That's it. That's all he had. At least seven points. George Hill, he had no points. George Hill made like no difference. He had two fouls, one block, four steals, four assists, one rebound he was he was a plus 0 that means he didn't make a difference he you know i don't know he had he had one nice block yesterday but you know you can you can have those nice stats you can have them but in the playoffs you 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 got to score Brogdon had fifteen. He had one turnover, three assists, three rebounds. And he shot five for nine. So he was he was the most efficient player. So I I like you know, the Bucks, they're deep. They've they've got it they've got it you no. Know, I'm counting and DJ Wilson. You know he he's hurt right now. I think it's I want to say it's his one of his ankles. I want to say I can I don't know what you want, but I think it's one of his ankles that's hurt. But the Bucks are nine deep, so it it's pretty tough, man. If if you're gonna if you're gonna face the Bucks, Pat Connaughton he had no points. He shot two times. And he was 0 for 1 from 3. He had 6 rebounds, 1 block. He was a plus 1. So he was more effective than George Hill. And played 16 less minutes. That's, that's inexcusable for George Hill. You can't play 27 minutes and have 0 points. Especially, especially as a point guard. The reason I don't give point guards a break... Is because point guards need point guards they facilitate the game, they control the game, they are the extension of the coach onto the court. If the coach if the coach were to play an actual position, it would be the point guard. The point guard brings the ball up and he you know he directs everything. So George Hill, you're responsible. You're responsible for getting for you initiating things. I mean you're not the center. This you have to get the center of the ball. And the center the center pretty much you know you know, now they can come out and shoot. But overall they come down and they're, you know, close to the paint. They're within like ten feet of the paint. And they they work from in there. So as a point guard. You have you have to score you have you have to score some way even even if it's strictly free throws even if it's just free throws you have to you have to score points you can't play 27 minutes and have zero he had four assists and he had four steals you you've got to do more than that you have to do more than that Kyle Lowry, I was watching him last night and I was like, I kept, every time he scored I was like, that's what you're supposed to do, man. That's what you're supposed to do. He was the only one playing in the fourth quarter last night. He had 30 points. 10 for 15, 7 for 9 from 3. I mean, he was locked in and he was playing. And I I know it's got to be frustrating. Especially for him. Because he stinks in game 1s. Whenever it comes to a game one, he usually stinks. But this game, he lit it up. He lit it up, and he did he did everything in his he did everything in his power. But you know they still lost, and I think Kenny Smith mentioned this yesterday, and I and I really liked it, and I totally agree. He talked about how it's like well, this will determine you know if they're cha- if they're champions or not. Because champions will decide. Oh, okay. Well, we've done everything we've got to do, and we lost. But you know, we just got to find a way to finish him out. But losers would say, you know what? You know, we did everything we could, but we still lost. So it's over. So we're gonna find out. We're gonna find out what the Raptors really are, especially Kyle Lowry, because Kyle Lowry has been in this position on many, many occasions, where he's been in the conference finals. And he, you know, he, you know, the team, the the Raptors lay an egg. They lay an egg. So I'm, I really want to see the Raptors do something in the finals, man. I'm not a Raptors fan. I just hate seeing people that they just keep hitting a wall and they keep running into the same thing. Over and over and over and over. It's like this is like this is the Raptors' year, man. In my opinion, because you've been you've been waiting because we knew you couldn't beat LeBron. We know that 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 that's been determined so many times. It's not even funny. LeBron is now not in. He's not even in the playoffs. There is no possible chance you could ever play him this year. So you. So you look at that and you have the Bucks and you can you can beat them. Yes, they have Giannis. Giannis is really tremendous. But it's like he's not LeBron, man. LeBron, you know, he's the king for a reason. And you know, is he the best player in the world right now? No. And to me, he hasn't he hasn't for a long time because LeBron doesn't play defense. And to me, to me, you have to play both sides. Like, I, under, I understand for, you know, longevity purposes, I understand why LeBron doesn't do it. I think sometimes it's just out of sheer laziness that he doesn't want to do it. And sheer complacency. But to me, you you got you have to play defense because the game isn't just offense. Or if you're very, you know, very good defensively, I you know, the game is more than defense. That's why, that's why two way, you know, being a two way player is so important. That's what I love about Kawhi. Kawhi, to me, is arguably the best two way player. So, you know, the Raptors, they can do it, man. There's no LeBron. If they just, if they just get there and they find, they find a way to do it, that, that would really be awesome, in my opinion that would really be something and so you know we'll, we'll see what they do i i would like to see these you know go7 games both series because like i always say i want to see as much basketball as possible i love i love i love the game of basketball it's so amazing it's so fun it's great for exercise but The thing is, the thing thing I will never like about summer are the sports. Except except every four years when the Olympics come around. Because I love watching the Olympics. I mean, man, I just, I, I can't say enough about the Olympics. I love them. Some people think they're trash. I can see why they think that. But to me, I love it. It brings the world together and we're all, you know, everyone's competing to represent their country. I think that's amazing. I love to see competition. I love it. But when it comes to regular years and basketball ends, I just, man, it's like that's it. Because all you have now, you just have the WNBA, you have baseball, and that's it. And I'm not trying to watch baseball because the games are too long, they play too many games, So the games don't mean anything on the grand scheme of things, which is kind of why I don't understand how people can watch a game. There's no way I could go to a game and thinking thinking that this doesn't mean anything. That's what I love about the NFL. The NFL, you can't go on a losing streak. You can't go and lose three games because that seriously affects you. Baseball, you play 162. One, think about that. One hundred and sixty-two games you play. That that means, and you play like every day. So you can go. You can you can as a player you can go and you can just stink it up one game, because it doesn't matter, because it's just one out of one hundred and sixty-two. So to me, baseball is just. And I mean, I mean, you're trying to get as much money as possible, which I completely understand because it's a business. And the reason those contracts are so big in baseball is because they're not competing with anything in the summertime. No one cares about the WNBA, so you just have baseball and sports. And it's, you know, it's summer, it's hot, so you have hot dogs, all that, it's great for barbecue, and then you have the Little League World Series, that comes up. And I do, I like the Little League World Series. I watch that every year. I've watched that every year for, oh, at least, at least the past decade. So yeah, I think, I think I've been watching the Little League World Series every year since I was 10. And I love, I love it every year. See, that's baseball I can watch. Because it's kids, it's parents, they're coming up, they're fun. And you know, they're playing to win something. They're not playing 162 games. Baseball is baseball is just too rough for me. So I love basketball. And when it ends, it's just like, man, we we gotta have something. We got we have to add something else to the mix to me in the summertime for sports because it's just it's just it's just too slow, man. The, sum, the summer is just too slow. Especially you get to the dog days. July, August, where it feels like the days are like three days long. It's absolutely terrible, absolutely terrible. So we'll see what happens with the NBA, man. I'm I'm excited for the game tonight. I have the Warriors. Um, and we'll 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 see what happens from there. Okay, so. My next my next topic is is pretty interesting and it's it's heating up it's been heating up lately especially mm, the past the past week so you know Alabama they just passed that abortion bill pretty much a ban on pretty much all uh, abortions except for like medical emergencies where like the mom and the child will die so mm-hmm. it's a To me, it's a, to me, it's a wonderful bill. Um, and now Missouri, the Missouri Senate, they, they just passed a bill banning abortions at eight weeks of pregnancy. This was earlier, uh, today. I want to say, I want to say it was, uh, late yesterday. Oh no, it was, it was early today. So the Missouri Senate. Passed a bill early Thursday to ban abortion eight weeks to ban abortion eight weeks of pregnancy. The Republican-led Senate approved the legislation 24 to 10. It needs at least another vote of approval in the House of Reps, which is also led by Republicans, before it can head to Republican Governor Mike Parson's desk. The bill includes exceptions for medical emergencies, but not for pregnancies caused by rape or incest. Doctors who perform abortions after 8 weeks face 5 to 15 years in prison. So, you know, I think it's kind of interesting when people bring up the whole rape and incest situation. Which, to me, I don't want to use the word laughable because it's not laughable. But on the grand scheme of things, you have no argument. because Because those combined make up... I'm we'll pull up the numbers, so you guys know I'm not just making these up. Okay, so in 04, the Guttmacher Institute anonymously surveyed 1,209 post-abortive women from nine different abortion clinics from around the United States. Of the women who were surveyed, you have 957 who provided a main reason for, not, for having an abortion. So the table I'm going to be reading from lists the reasons, and the percentage of respondents who chose it. Okay, so you have less than half a percent who are victims of rape. Okay, which is, which is a general rule overall. It's very, very, because a small, it's, it's a very small portion of all, of all reasons. It really is. So so when people use that as their main argument it's like okay it's like I'm not I'm not condoning the rape at all I'm not doing that but I also look at it this way and I think this is the way that you have to look at abortion it's like do women it's like do women have the right to choose yes they do because because one of the, one of the fundamental beliefs one of my fundamental beliefs is free will That God gives us the ability. He gave us the choice for us to do what we want. So they do have the right to choose. But I also. You also have to take into consideration. That. What's being aborted is a baby. And it's. It's going. To one day be a person like you and me. So. When you. When you look at it that way it's like. It's like. Yes, they have the right to choose. I'm not saying, I'm not saying they don't. I have never, I've never disputed that. Because they do. And I know, I know some of you might be saying, oh, but you're, you're, you know, you're a dude, so you don't have an opinion. You can't have an opinion because you don't have the organ. No, no organ, no opinion. No ovaries, no opinion. Okay. Okay. Well, I look, I, I would say this to you. I have an opinion because one, all you need, see here's the thing about opinions, all you need to have an opinion is a brain that allows you to be able to produce speech and vocal cords that work. You can have an opinion. All, all that, those are the two things that you need. I value life. I value life. It's one of, it's one of the greatest gifts that any human could ever have that's that's why i believe i had that's why you know i have an opinion because i'm alive you're alive everyone that we see is alive and you know living is really a tremendous it's really a tremendous blessing from god so you know to say to say that we don't have an opinion ladies, that's just that's just not a, that's just not a good argument it, it's really not okay so back to the reasons fetal health problems uh 3% uh physical health problems 4% so physical health of the woman is 4% 4% would interfere with educational career 7% not mature enough to raise a child 8% don't want to be a single mother Ninety percent done having children. 23% can't afford a baby. 25% not ready for a child. And then 6% said other. Okay. So the state of Florida they record reasons for every abortion that occurs within its borders. So in 2015 there were 71,740 abortions in the state of Florida. And the table I'm about to read from is going to give the reasons. And the, the website I'm reading from is called abort73.com. So, you know, I'm not just making these numbers up off the top of my head. These are not my numbers. Okay. So, one thousandth of a percent, so .001, gave the reasons, said the pregnancy resulted from an incestuous relationship. That's another thing people point to incest it's very rare it ha- it does happen I'm not I'm not denying that I'm not disputing that but that is you know a very small number. If I do the math correctly 71 zero. okay. So that would be that would be about seventy-one women, based on that math. I did 70, 71,740 times point zero zero one, and yes, that's that's seventy-one too many. I I concede that. Okay. Now, on now onward. So, point zero six five percent the woman's life was in danger by the pregnancy. So that's very rare modern modern medicine in the united states is really amazing it's seriously amazing the things we can do and the amount of lives that are saved due to advancements that we've made over the years is really tremendous and not even just abortion but just other just other you know diseases polio uh you know measles chickenpox the flu which killed you know thousands in the past just the, you know the common flu common cold even it's just man we've, we've just we've just come so far breast cancer you know you have a you know you have a really high percentage chance of making it if you ever get breast cancer so modern medicine is amazing so the woman's life was in danger by the pregnancy. If you take care of your body and you go to your, you know, you do what you're supposed to do, you know, you'll you'll be good. And even, even in the case that you don't, you're still very likely to be okay. Okay, 0.085% the woman was raped. So you have the top, okay, so the three main ones I hear about are like, oh, okay, what about the rapes? What about... You know, the woman's life being in trouble. What about, uh, incest? It's like, okay, well, let's, 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 let's concede, let's concede all of that. So let's do the math. Point zero zero one plus 0. 0.065 plus 0. 0.085. 0. 0.151. So, so not even, not even a full one percent. Not even a full one percent. Point one five one. All right. So that means seven one seven four zero times point one five one. Excuse me. It would be more than one percent. It'd be, 50, it would be, yeah. So it would be, it would be, t- it'd be ten thousand eight hundred thirty-two. Okay. It's just, it's, it's, it's pretty crazy, man. The woman's physical health was threatened by the pregnancy. That's 0288 percent. Okay the woman's psychological health was threatened by the pregnancy, 0.294. was a serious fetal abnormality. 6.268% the woman aborted for social or economic reasons, and 92% said that there was no reason. So abortion... It's just it's not okay because it's murder. Let's call it like it is. Like you know, let's have it. Let's have an honest conversation. It's it's murder. It's not a ball of cells. It's not a clump of cells. It's life. And to just have the argument, you know, I have the right to choose. Yep, you do. You do have the right. And call it you can call me you can call me a shame or you can call me whatever but when you elect to have to have life killed when you elect when you elect to have life killed it's just it just amazes me it just it just absolutely it just absolutely baffles me and and you know i'm thankful that the abortion rate overall in the united states is going down So that's great. It's just, I mean, right now, so in 2014, it was 14.6%. In 19, I think that's 1980, based on the chart I'm looking at, it's 29.3%, which is unbelievably high. And then before that, nineteen seventy-three, you have sixteen point three percent. So what you I think what you have to understand concerning abortion is that it's life. You're 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 take you're taking life. That's just that's what it comes down to. that's ultimately what it comes down to and it's to me it's difficult to me it's just be- because I value life I value it it's it's so important to just get rid of it just because it in just because it inconveniences you and that's it's not even saying it's not even saying that you have to keep the child it's not saying that. We're just saying, you know, don't kill it. Because it's life. And life is valuable. We're not saying you have to keep it. There are, there are many, many, many couples around the United States who wish they could have a baby. Praying they could have a baby. And can't and they would gladly adopt yours i know i know i know people who would give anything to have a child anything but they can't to to just to just to just kill it Due to, in, due to inconvenience. It's just terrible. It's just terrible. Man. So will... So the bigger question I would ask is... Roe v. Wade. Will that... Will this affect... Because I think the point of the Alabama bill... Alabama bill and... You know this new... This new wave... I think it's a challenger over your weight. I don't think it's going to work. But I think it asks the fundamental question When is a person a person? When is life life? I think. I think once, I think once we. I think, I think this will go up to. I think this will get up to the Supreme Court, and I think it will force them to define when a person is a person, and when life is life. Don't just talk about, don't just talk about how, you know, it's, you know, your right to choose, and that it's your body. Yeah, that's true. It is your body. Don't act stupid you know, don't, it, it, it's just, man, it's, it's just, it's just amazing. It's just, it, it really, it really, it's really amazing to me when people, when they talk about, you know, how it's, how it's their choice, how women talk about it, it's their choice, but, and everything, and everything else, people, you know, they want to, Shed the responsibility, and I think I think that's absolutely disgraceful. That's absolutely disgraceful. I think you I think you always have to take responsibility for your actions, and also another thing I believe is in Genesis, and I I know I know not all of you are Christian, but one of one of the curses that was handed down by God was. When women, um, when it comes to childbearing, you know there will be sorrow attached to it, and that's not just the pain. That's that's not just the pain that women go through, the unbelievable amount of pain that women go through. It's the fact that you know your body is going to change, it's going to hurt, you're going to have mood swings. Um, there will be a chance for a miscarriage. There will be a lot. You know, there's a lot that the body goes through. It's just, it's just. I just, it's life is so valuable, man. It really is, and it's just to me. To me, abortion is a crime against humanity. That's what I believe. That's what I believe. So I, I'm really interested to see where this goes, and let's see what, let's see what happens with this. I think, I think in the coming weeks, it's going to come quite a long way, and, you know, we'll, I think we'll see more and more bills like this from states, especially, especially from the South. So, let's see what happens. Have a great day.